Listeners, you're in for a special treat today. We're joined by Moira Nigalaquire, who is a twice best-selling co-author of Business Boost Strategies, Tactics and Ideas to Boost Your Business and Your Bottom Line and Visibility. We're so excited to welcome Moira today. Hi, Moira. Hi, ladies. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, we're we're pleased to have you. Where are you? Uh, where are you calling in from today? So right now, I am in a place called Donegal, which is right up in the northwest corner of Ireland. Wow, that is a country that I have not been to yet. I would love to to go visit soon. Well, you now have a connection in Donegal, so you never know, Sonal. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. And hopefully that's going to be soon. So Moira, um, tell our listeners a little bit about who Moira really is. Can you describe yourself in a few words? Um, Well, I'm probably uh, best described as an introverted extrovert who loves speaking on stages and who loves helping women realize how they can share their message and story to make a huge impact in the world, because that's what I've done. And I'm also uh, a traveler. I love to travel the world. I love to do a lot of remote working. And when I'm not working, I'm walking my little baby sausage dog on the beach. Love it. Well, you're talking to two uh, women that are also very, very purpose driven. Christina and myself, you know, love to anchor everything that we do around uh, around our life purpose. So can't wait to hear more about it. So Moira, one of the first questions that we usually ask our listeners um, when they join us is if your life were to be published in a book, what would that book title be? And what would that book cover say? Oh, that's a big question, girls. Let me see. Um, what would that book? So I, you know, I'm probably like everybody else where you lie in bed and you wonder what the title of your book would be. And I'm actually working on my book this year. Um, mm-hmm. I would say it'd be something around share your, use your story, share, like use your voice, share your story, make an impact, something like that. Love that. And it sounds like you're doing just that already with some of the work that, uh, that you're doing in terms of your life goals. Uh, can you give us a glimpse into what, what big audacious goals you've currently got, um, on your plate? Okay. So a huge, big, audacious goal that I have taken upon myself in the last few months is I want to create a million dollars from one launch that I'm doing every single month now. So I'm hosting a massive speaker training for mostly female entrepreneurs to really show them the ins and outs of speaking, how to monetize it. And also I think that once they have the tools for that, it's going to give them the confidence that they need. And if I can help 40 women do that, that would mean a million dollars in revenue. And also, means that I'm going to be able to continue to support the projects around the world that I'm supporting to help women start their own businesses who are coming out of domestic violence. I love that. So it sounds like there's a deeper story, you know, behind, um, behind your purpose around really serving other women, uh, especially. Can you share a little bit about, you know, what kind of prompted you to go down this path and what inspired you um, to say that, you know, I'm going to put a stake in the ground and really go after um, helping other women? What was it that, that compelled you to, to, to go to that purpose? 
Yeah, there's there's so many layers to this. And I think that when I when I started my entrepreneurial journey, which was never intentional, I used to be a youth worker. I used to work with young people, preventing them from becoming homeless. I studied social care in um, in college, psychology kind of thing. So I was always interested in helping people, but I never really pinpointed a group that I wanted to help. So when I sort of fell into entrepreneurship, I had I had a background in sales and um, I realized very quickly that a lot of the women I was speaking to were in this like cycle of financial survival. And I think that it, it really impacted me because I could see that really in my own heritage and all the women that, you know, have come, my, my, my mom, my grandma, my great grandma, there was, there was a lot of poverty there, but also there was a lot of silence. Like I, when I think about my granny, I can see her, I can see what she's doing, but I can't hear her voice. And I never really did hear her voice. And with my mom, it, for me, it seemed like my mom passed away five years ago, which was, you know, I, I mean, awful, obviously, like that's how it is for everybody. But what, what I noticed about my mom was only when she was coming near her 70s, was she confident enough to actually, you know, ask for a drink at the bar or go places on her own or, you know, to talk to people, you know, it just took her a long time to get that confidence. And it just makes me think that, you know, a lot of the time it's like, we, we just don't have the tools. And I think the tools give us confidence, but more than that, if you get paid from speaking, that gives you more confidence than ever. Now, I wasn't always a speaker. In fact, the thought of speaking used to make me want to run for the hills, as I'm sure many people can <laughs> relate to. And when I I started my business I come from a very small town uh like I literally I'm looking out over the mountains here there's a tractor in the field harvesting turf just across from my window here and I didn't have much internet and there were days um that I was standing on my windowsill like trying to make a phone call you know it was I had I had such limited resources but I, w I was really conscious that when I spoke, people always said to me, oh, I, I really love that. You know, can you tell me more? And I thought, I wonder, could I speak more? So then I found an event locally, which was very unusual to have a business conference where we live because we, we all speak Irish here. So it's one of the only places in, on the planet now that still have this. I still have this language. And um, I asked to speak at the event. I spoke. I didn't, I don't think I did a great job. I was up half the night trying to think about what to say. And I was feeling sick about it, but I was like, no, I'm really going to do this. And after I got off the stage, two people came up and literally said, I want to hire you. I loved what, how you were talking about sales and growing your business. But more than that, I got invited to speak at a prestigious event that I never would have before. And I just thought to myself, wow, I did that in 30 minutes. I've been talking to women business owners who are taking three years to create these types of opportunities. And that was when the mission and when the fire was really lit that I was going to help as many women as I could get on stages and share their voice and use their story as their most powerful marketing tool. And I truly believe that if I can do it for myself and if I can generate the wealth that I'm going to, that, that I'm planning on generating, that it's going to change. Poverty is going to end with me. That's really what I'm trying to get at. I love that. I mean, you've said so many um, wonderful things and shared so much about, you know, how you started this. But as I sit here, you know, imagine you um, in the hills of Ireland looking out your your window, you know, at the nice lush green lawn. <laughs> um, I'm reminded of, you know, a quote by Brene Brown, um, you know, as you were just kind of speaking through this, which is you either walk inside your story and own it 
where you stand outside your story and hustle for your worthiness. And I think it's just so remarkable that, you know, kind of taking your childhood, learning from, you know, role, role models like your mother, your grandmother, you know, getting that inspiration and then really kind of using that as a torch to now pave the way for other women is just, it's phenomenal. And it's mm. very near and dear, you know, certainly to, to our hearts as well. Mm. So I love, that. I love that quote, by the way, I've just written it down. It's fantastic. <laughs> Renee Brown is, uh, is just simply marvelous. Mm. Um, Somewhere, one of the things that we really love to do um, and share with our listeners is uncover, you know, um, the personal and professional transformation stories that our guests have really kind of gone through and really talk about their journey. Um, so what I want to do is is really kind of dive into um, one of your personal transformations that you've undergone. Um, can you share a little bit with us about what that might be? Yeah, absolutely, Sanal. And, you know, and, you know, the transformations are just coming fast and thick. Like there's so many layers to this. It's like, you know, I, I say this to my to my clients, you know, you think that you're going to get to a place one day where everything is OK and you feel worthy and you feel like, you know, you're, you're there and then only to get there. And there's another layer to uncover. So I love this question. And, you know, for me, a, a huge part of the transformation that I've experienced is I was really caught up in doing as in working really, really hard for a long time. And I realized that it, it wasn't the doing that I needed to work on. It was my being. It's who I was being in my business. And when I started to really pay attention more to who I was being, how I was showing up, how I was feeling, then it really started to impact what I was doing in a much more positive and a much more at a much higher standard. So I stopped working so hard and I started working a lot smarter. And then because of that, the results that I was creating were, were so much better, so much more profound. So I would say that the, one of the biggest transformations that I've experienced, especially in the last year, is to be really much more focused on who I'm being and on a day-to-day -day basis. Very cool. So Moira, as you were kind of, as, as you kind of realized that, what was the light bulb moment where you found clarity that, you know, you needed to, to really be more, more clear about this, this journey that you're on? You know, about a year ago, I was, um, as, as you do, I was going through a phase where, you know, I just, I, I just didn't feel like things were going like I like planned. And I think like with everybody, like everything was so polarized because of COVID and, you know, life was different and, you know, I'm, I, I do like people. So I think I was spending way too much time on my own. And then one night I was struggling to sleep and, um, I was checking my phone, which I know I shouldn't do, but I was, <laughs> and, um, I saw this email came through from Tony Robbins. And it was, it just really like, um, disrupted my thinking. And the email basically said around how we always have a choice about how we feel at any given time. And, you know, if I can't remember it exactly, but I remember the three things that it said that you can choose right now to be grateful, to be joyful and to feel blessed. And I think in that moment, I just kind of like, was just like, huh, okay. I went to sleep and I woke up and literally like that, I was like, oh my God, I feel so much better. It just sort of disrupted. I was just like, I think, you know, maybe feeling sorry for myself or, you know, maybe missing traveling the world, but that was a real, that was a real turning point for me. And I have those words written around the house to always remind myself again, you know, it goes back to like who I was being. I wasn't, I wasn't being powerful at the time. I was getting caught up in the details. I was getting caught up in the content, not in the context. And then re like that email that night just really helped me create a whole new context. And I live by that today. I live by that every single day. I have that mantra. That is just so inspiring. Um, 
And, and it's, it's amazing how, you know, one, one small thing like an email can, can really transform, um, our lives at any given, given moment. Um, but why then, like why that email and what was, what was different about it? You know, do you feel like you were at that stage in your life where you were ready, you know, to take ownership and, and action? What was it about that email? Cause I'm sure you've read, you know, many, many inspirational things over the years. Um, and I'm sure you've, you know, brushed against, um, many inspiring people as well, but what was it about that email, um, then that kind of made you take ownership to say, you know what, this is the time for me to, to make that change. Absolutely. It was, it was almost like I was bored, getting bored of my own results and where <laughs> I was going. I don't know if anybody can relate to that, but I was just like, you know, I'm, I'm sort of sick of saying I'm, you know, I've grown a multiple six figure business. I'm really ready to go to the next level, but I wasn't, I, I wasn't focused on being grateful for, for the journey that I had up until that point. I was really like focused on, you know, who, like, could, could I, could I do it? Am I capable? And, you know, and that was getting me down. But when I saw that, I was just just like, wait a minute, look at, look at what you've achieved in such a short space of time where things were very much against me when I started my business first. And I don't come from a background of like a lot of money or anything like that. There were times when I was growing my business that, you know, I'd pull up at the petrol petrol station and just pray that my card would work and I would have enough money to get home from a networking event or a speaking engagement. It really was like that. So it really helped me look back at everything I had achieved, be grateful for everything that I'd done and really say to yourself, say to myself, where it's time for a bigger goal, a bigger, as you call it, more audacious goal. And that's when, and then literally then within about, uh, about a few days of doing that, I, um, I, I came up with the idea that I was going to create a million dollars from a launch. And it's not, it's not the money that I really want to do. I just, I want to do it to say that I can do it. But also I'm just thinking I'm going to help hundreds and hundreds of women on my way to do that because I'm giving them all of my frameworks, all of my ways of booking stages, all of my ways of making money. So, I can, I think you can only win from doing that. So I'm going to be giving my heart out this for the next year so that I can achieve this result. So that's, that's what I would say to that. I, I love the energy and the enthusiasm and I can clearly hear the ownership, you know, as, uh, as you're, as you're speaking about your plan and, and next steps. Um, but you know, we're all human, right? Um, Moira and certainly, you know, things happen where, um, it's like a small bump in the road sometimes and other times, you know, it's, it's a big pothole. How have you managed to keep a meaningful mindset, you know, to stay true again to, to this journey that you want to go on and uh, fulfill the vision of really transforming the lives of, of all these women that you're, you know, looking to impact through, through your work? Yeah. Um, this is like, you know, when you say the word pothole, like that's like all we have on our roads here, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) it's pothole central here. Um, so I, I would say it's, um, that if I'm going to have this message of, you know, how that you can build a top tier income from getting your voice heard and sharing your message with the world and you can travel the world that I had to be that, so I'm, I've been very conscious that if I'm going to show somebody, tell somebody what to do or how to do something, that it's only going to be what I, what I have, what I've been able to do myself. So I think it was really taking ownership that I really had to be my message. 
And I think that's what's really helped me. And if I'm going to be my message, then I have to be consistent. I have to be disciplined. I have to, you know, stay, stand guard at the door of my mind and make sure that I am in a positive vibration at all times. And the thing that helps me do that the most is reading. So my, I, I read all the time. I meditate all the time. I'm a huge fan of Deepak Chopra and Oprah Winfrey series and at walking and um, just really reflecting as much as I can and journaling and, you know, doing all of those personal self-development and really like, um, you know, being with my soul and, you know, taking that as a serious part of this business journey, because I do believe that business is a really soulful, spiritual experience. It brings up an awful lot of people. It's uh, things for people. It's very triggering, but it is, it is one of the, it's probably, it's what they say. What is it? They say, they say personal development on steroids when you go into business. Well, they got that right. So they did. Absolutely. And, and I love how you, you know, continue to inspire yourself with people like Tony Robbins and Deepak Chopra, Oprah Winfrey. Those are all, you know, my personal favorites, um, Mm -hmm. as well. And it's, it's really important, you know, to, to keep yourself motivated, right. Um, and have the, the right mindset. And I think, you know, using those tools, um, getting inspired by, you know, like-minded people is, is so important, um, to, to your surrounding, basically, as you're going through this journey. Were there any other people that you kind of counted on um, for support as you were going through this journey? I know Christine and I always say as uh, women co-founders, um, you know, that we rely so much on on one another, you know, for support. Uh, when one of us is, you know, kind of feeling challenged, we always have the other one to kind of be that sound um, sounding board and really, you know, make sure that we have somebody to, to talk to. Um, who do you go to for support? You know, obviously, aside from just just getting that inspiration from all these uh, um, great folks that you mentioned, who who do you go Mm. to for support? Well, I used to go to my mom. She was my 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 counsel, I would say. And she literally used to like hand my business cards out to people locally when I started my business first. But um, I do miss that. But yeah, I have uh, one of my super like I would say my best friend ever, Sally Murphy. She's um, she lives near me here. I met her when I was about 10 years old and uh, we, we, we didn't see each other for a long time. And then when I moved back home and we both started our businesses together, um, we're both now kind of in the, in the same business of speaking. Speaking, um, I would I would share with her a lot, like just like she's like my absolute bestie. You know the friend that you don't have to keep in touch with every day, but you can just ring and just be able to pour out anything that's happening and just have that sounding board. So that's who it is for me, um, Sally. And Sally, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> oh, love that, <laughs> love that. And I just I love your energy. Um, and, you know, there's so many different um, qualities that that I see about you just in, in the little time that, that we're chatting here um, that are so positive. But along this transformation journey, how did you discover what was one of a kind or unique about yourself? Um, how did you discover your gifts? Did somebody tell you or, um, you know, did you become known known for a particular trait? Mm, this is a great question. 
I, um, you know, when I, when I, when I think back at my childhood and I actually, I did a, I did like a, a course on like, fe- um, uh, feminine power recently. And, uh, this, this question came up and, um, I was like really thinking back to things I was really good at when I was younger. And the only thing that really stuck out for me was, you know, obviously the negative things and the negative things were growing up in school. I was always told to shut up. I was like always standing outside the classroom door because I was in trouble for asking too many questions, for laughing too much, for, you know, raising my hand too often. And I remember there was this one day that um, I was put outside the classroom and um, I could hear the headmaster coming and I thought, oh God, I'm in trouble now. So it was a really cold day. I was standing there freezing cold and I was a lot bigger back then. And I tried to hide in the doorway and I couldn't. And uh, the teacher, he walked by and he said to me, oh, there she is again, outside for talking too much. And he said to me, he's like, you know, Moira, you're never going to make anything of your life if all you want to do is talk. And I remember standing there thinking, oh, my God, I am literally cursed. And I was I had you know, I was having trouble with my friends because I was always speaking out of turn and all of this. And, you know, looking back, you know, I was that speaking was actually my biggest gift then. And I think that when I got into my business, I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't even really consider speaking as a thing until I started speaking. And somebody said to me, one of the first stages I spoke on, she was just like, you, you just made me feel so much more positive and motivated for my business. And I, I could actually feel myself get quite emotional when I say that because this woman was really struggling. And I thought, oh my God, if I can get on stage and help people feel like that, then maybe this is a gift. So I'm going to focus on doing that. And thank God I did because it may grow my business a whole lot easier because I'm actually doing something that I love and enjoy and comes natural to me. And that woman on stage was absolutely um, correct in, in saying that to you because how many of us really, you know, when we have an experience like that, especially from our childhood, you know, where it's not a positive one, we hang on to that, you know, for, for so long and it affects us and shakes us, especially as women in so many ways, you know, um, especially with that confidence. And I think it's, it's so amazing that you were able to do a 360 and harness um, you know, um, that, that critiqueness and turn it into something that's truly impacting the lives of others. Um, how did you end up cultivating that? You know, um, because again, a lot of people would just kind of take that literally verbatim and then hang on to that. But how did you end up, you know, cultivating that into the recognition that it truly is, is a gift. And I'm going to use my voice in a way that, um, that impacts others. Yeah, I I truly believe it was a moment of divine inspiration. And here's what happened. I was at a networking event and I was after, I I actually had spoken um, at the event. It it was a short, it was like a five minute opportunity or something like that. And uh, afterwards I was networking with all of the women in the room. And uh, one woman was like, oh, you know, I really love that. Do you speak often? And I was like, yes. She was like, oh, do you speak in Dublin? I was like, yes. And then I went, in fact, I'm doing a speaking tour of Ireland. And she was like, are you? And I wasn't. It just came out of nowhere. It just came out of my mouth. And I was like, yeah, I am going to go around the country and I'm going to find a stage in every single county. And I'm going to wake women up to the possibilities that's in their life, the possibility to make more money, to make a difference, to live a bigger, better life than they are right now. And that woman says, Oh, I work for this newspaper. Could we write about that? I was like, yes. So I literally had to go home and create this whole, like this whole speaking tour. And it was that that really was the biggest turning point for me in my business, because 
there's 26 counties in Ireland, Sunil. So that meant I was going to do 26 stages and I got as far as 19. And then I started speaking around America. My business started like just exploding. And it was, ne- I never like sat down with a business plan to do this. It literally was something that came out of my mouth in a moment of inspiration. So that's, and that's how the whole thing was cultivated. Is that what you wanted to know? Absolutely. Okay. You, you nailed it. <laughs> You've been listening to the Como Factor podcast, a show featuring personal and professional transformation stories. Hosted by transformation practitioners and co-founders of the Como Group, Christine Strobush and Sonal Trevetti. If you like our show, please give us a rating and a review, and be sure to share our podcast with your friends, colleagues, or family. If you'd like to follow along online, join our community on LinkedIn and bookmark our website, thecomofactor.com, to receive show updates and inspirational content daily. I'm going to jump in um, here if you guys don't mind. And I'm just, I'm blown away. I'm sitting here on the edge of my seat, listening to your story. And I completely (laughs) can see that you are living your purpose. I mean, your passion and the energy and the stories. I feel like the three of us should be sitting and, you know, having a glass of wine and having this conversation. <laughs> We're going to have to make that happen. I think, I, I think you guys are, you, you guys are going to have to come to Ireland and oh. you know, I, have, I have a dream that I want to turn. Like I, I inherited my grandmother's house. This I live in a cottage, but it's got a lot of land around it. So I want to turn it into a retreat space for women entrepreneurs. I mean, and a few good men, men are welcome, but it's mostly I'm focused on, on women. So maybe you guys will be able to come here someday and be some of my first guests. No, I'm just going to say right now, the answer is yes. <laughs> that would yes. be the right answer. <laughs> yes. And and not to go on a, on another track, but uh, Sonal and I have been dreaming in high definition. And, and one of our visions is to have a Como castle one day for our business. So, um, yeah, we haven't picked a location, but uh, you're making Ireland sound really amazing. Well, you know, it is the land of castles, Christine, right? Uh, oh my gosh. Wow. I feel, I feel some magic in the air, um, here with, uh, with you, Moira. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and I'm just thinking yeah. you, could, you could start with Como Cottage and work your way up to Como Castle. You know what? <laughs> that crawl, walk, run. You are, I think you're, you might be onto something there, you know, and just our dream here, you know, cause we, we've written our first book and we love getting away and doing what we call writing retreats. And we're like, can you imagine how amazing that would be to have our own space and we could do retreats like you're talking about, but be able to get out and, and write as well. And yeah, I was going to say, you know, uh, when, when my friends from the States sometimes come here, they're sometimes they just cry at the energy of the inspiration and the air here, because it's like something it's like time stood still, you know, there's, it's completely unpredictable in terms of landscape, but the the weather changes so fast that the creativity is it's constantly changing. So it's a superb place to come to really dig into creativity and write and things like that. And, you know, the first business I had was actually in travel. So I used to um, invite groups to come and, experienced on the goal. And I used to say it was beyond five star because what we can show you here, you won't find on Google. 
you know, so it's very, it's a very secret place. So just to kind of, you know, get you even more excited about coming here one day, that's what you can expect. Okay. Sold. Sold. <laughs> awesome. This is uh you, you are so descriptive with, uh, with the way you speak. And I, I'm just, I'm loving all of this. Um, so, you know, with Sonal, we've been able to really learn a bit more about who Moira is and, and some very inspirational points. I love and I totally resonate with this going from being a, a, a human, you know, doing versus we're human beings. We should we should be resting in who we are and not just what we do. Our value is in who we are. And I, I really um, I really like that. Um, I'm wondering if we could pivot and maybe just go a little bit deeper on the, on the professional side. Um, I think it's, uh, you know, we love the the whole entrepreneurial journey and I'm wondering, is there, could you share with us a little bit about, was there a turning point where at one point you worked for someone else and Mm -hmm. then you made the decision to, to, you know, take a leap of faith and go do your own thing. And could you share that with us, that, that clarity that you got to make that pivot? Yeah, absolutely. I was like what I was saying before, I used to be a youth worker and I used to live in London. I was a bit of a party girl. I won't lie. (laughs) It was work hard Monday to Friday and it was lots of fun at the weekend. And around about my 36th birthday, I started feeling really empty. And for somebody who was really enthusiastic and energetic, I was like, everything was draining me. And I was kind of like, oh my gosh, like what's, what's going on? And I, I started to look at my professional career and I thought, okay, so I've got two choices here. I stay in the job or I, uh, I try and get a manager's role. And the thought of managing people just didn't, just did not excite me. And then I started looking at, you know, all sorts of careers, like what could I do next? I started looking at being an, I even looked at being an air hostess because I love to travel. (laughs) And I I was like, nothing was really inspiring me. And then one evening I was in my house, I was in um, staying in a beautiful house in Brixton in London and a a knock came to the door and I ran downstairs and it was a friend of mine that I hadn't seen for, I would say close to like, you know, two years. And I had lent him some money and he said to me here, you know, I wanted to pay you back. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And because it was my birthday, my first instinct was like party. Right. And then I kind of thought, no, wait a minute. This is a message from the universe, Moira. This is an opportunity to do something. And I was, I was feeling quite lost at the time. So I jumped online and bought a one, bought a ticket on the Eurostar to Paris. And I said, I'm going to go to Paris and I'm going to make some decisions about my life. So I did. I grabbed my journal, a bag two weeks later. I'm in, uh, I'm in Paris and I'm sitting in this beautiful cafe in Montmartre and I have my journal. I've got my croissant, my coffee, and I'm taking notes. And I was like, right, Moira, what do you want to do next with your life? And just, I, I don't know where my phone rang and any other time my parents would have, would have rang me. I would have been like, oh yeah, it's my parents. But this day, this day feeling lost, confused and, you know, hopeful sitting in this cafe. When I saw the word home come up on the screen, I literally felt this feeling of peace, like wash over my body. And I was just like, oh my God, I want to go home. And just to put that in perspective for you guys, I left home when I was 18. I wanted to travel the world. I didn't want to live in this small town. I thought I was a city girl. And here I was at 36 with the world at my fingertips. And I wanted to go back home to this tiny village. But what's really, what's, what's really important about that for me, my mother had five years to live at that point. I didn't know that. And when I moved home, 
me and my mom reconnected, became best friends. And then I started to see that all around me in this uh, beautiful place that I had grown up in, like all around me, people were down and people were depressed and they were saying, nobody wants to come here because our, our industry is tourism. And I was like, I'm going to do something about this. So I basically started to get to know all the rock climbers, the hill walkers, the boat, the fishermen, like anything to do with what we had to offer, the resources. And I started creating these heart-led adventure tours for people who wanted to escape the city. And then I did that. And for two years, it was on the national news. There was a documentary done about it. Guys, at one point, there were helicopters arriving on our football field in our local area. It was just incredible. And it was that it was that that was when the entrepreneurial spirit was lit for me. And it just took me on this journey. And just to go back to that, you know, to that question that you said, that, that whole thing brought me home. It brought me back here, but it also brought me into rooms with other female entrepreneurs. So I started really listening to what their problems were. So I eventually left the travel business aside and then started focusing solely on working with female entrepreneurs. So that's what, that's what happened. And I was about 10 K in debt when I was in one of those rooms. And, um, when I discovered speaking just two years later, my business was making multiple six figures and I never really set out to do that, but I really followed my heart every step. And I said yes to every single opportunity that came my way that felt good. And um, here I am today talking to Christine and Subtle. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, but when you say yes, it's not just yes. It's like, yes, I'm doing a speaking tour across the entire country. And <laughs> oh my goodness, that's that's amazing. So, so you've been on this entrepreneurial journey now for about 10 years. Is that right? Uh, yeah, just about, I would say about eight, nine years, although years. The, the years are starting to, um, the numbers seem to be getting higher all the time. So yes, uh, it was around about 2014, 2013, 2014. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, um, we're loving this because Sonal and I've only been on the entrepreneurial track for about two years. We had spent mm -hmm. quite, quite, uh, quite a lot of time working in corporate America, traveling the world and doing all those great things, but working for someone else. And now we're on that path of really creating, you know, creating our own life and creating our business and, and making sure it's, it's purpose driven. So we are, we are totally resonating with, with everything that you're saying here. And I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, so here you are, you, you make this leap, you, you, you have this moment, by the way, I know exactly, I lived in Paris for a couple of years and I, I know exactly you, when you're talking about Momart, it's one of my favorite spots. I can just picture it when you're telling that story. I'm like, yeah, she is, she is my kind of lady. So, um, yeah, um, real. So, so you make this, this leap and it, you know, when you're starting your business initially, I mean, you're saying yes to a lot of things. And then what we're learning, and this is all a journey is you start to narrow into what your biggest yes is. And it sounds like for you, you've really discovered that that is, is using your, not only using your voice, but helping elevate other women to use their voice. Did I get mm -hmm. that right? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, when you start in business, you realize that marketing is a real thing that you really need to learn. And there are so many ways that you can do it. But I think that your voice is your most powerful marketing tool and it's in your back pocket. You just learn how you just need to learn how to use it. And if you start with your voice, everything else is easier. But people start with all these complicated tactics and tricks and trends that are on. And then they never really they never really focus on how they can actually deliver their message powerfully and impact people. And they're focused on on 
all of these sort of, I, I would almost say gimmicky things that they can do. Um, I think when you start with your voice, everything else is easier because your voice is in everything that you do in your business, on your website, on your social media, everything. So it just makes everything easier, I think. Yeah, that's that's powerful. So let, let me ask you, and it might sound like a basic question, but what does it mean for you for someone to start with their voice? Like what would be that first step that, that someone should take if they say, well, that sounds good, but how do I, how do I do that? Yeah, the, the absolutely without a shadow of the, of a doubt, the first thing you want to do is you need to have a powerful marketing message so that what it, what, what's coming out of your mouth is actually how you help people, what you make possible, the tangible outcomes that you can deliver for your clients. So that is the first place that I start with my clients. And, you know, literally recently I had, um, I met a, a, an amazing woman in a clubhouse. Everybody knows clubhouse, right? And uh, when she heard me speak, she saw my message about, you know, global trotting and speaking. She was like, I think I really need to connect with you. And when, when we spoke, I, I, I knew that this was a really powerful woman and she, even her, her, what she had a trained voice cause she was a speaker, but she wasn't making any money and she was charging $150 for what she was doing. And when she, when I dug into really what was at the core and at the heart of what she was doing, we emerged with a completely different message, a completely different offer. And within weeks she closed a 15 K client. And if she had used what she was saying before, she would have been lucky if she would have got $150 an hour for it. So that's why I think it's so important because once you get the right message, success can happen fast. People seem to think that success is climbing a mountain. And yeah, to some degree it is, but it doesn't mean that, you know, the 15K client or the 20K offers at the top of the mountain, you can actually start. It's still going to be a mountain you have to climb, but why not make a lot of money in the process? Why wait until, you know, that you're years in before you start asking for bigger money? Whereas if you can actually turn your message into a really powerful offer that people want and show that you can solve problems problems that are real for people that have a lot of pain attached to them, you can uh, make a lot more money and you can get ahead a lot faster. So I think it all starts with your message. Um, I, I hope our listeners are are listening uh, <laughs> because I think you've got, you've got so many nuggets of, of wisdom and it, it doesn't have to be complicated. You know, mm. in fact, it, we, we need to, we need to try to simplify and really get that clarity of our, uh, of our message. So, so we love stories here at, um, you know, the Como group and our, and our podcast here. And you've, you've told us so many amazing stories. And I'm wondering just as we start to wrap this up, is there, is there one story, one more story that you could share with us on the, let's say professional transformation side, either one about you or perhaps one about one of your clients that really went through a successful transformation that, that you'd be willing to share with us. Absolutely. Loads of stories. Um, but one, you know, just kind of to tie into uh, what we've just been saying about simplifying things. Uh, one of my, one of the clients I have, um, her name is Susan. When, when Susan came to work with me, she was, you know, she had, sold all her time to the point where she had no free time left. And because she was selling it for like, it was like about 20 to between 20 and $40 an hour. She, it was impossible for her to make more than 3000 a month, the way she was working. And yeah. to simplify things, what we did was we turned, we, I changed, we changed her offer. I helped her see that what she was, that how she was taking on all the work of her clients, as opposed to showing them how to do the work 
work that she was talking about. And when we turned that around, created a really powerful message, turned that into a signature talk, created a new offer for her. We then found one local, and I mean a small local group of business owners. They promised her there would be 50 people in the room. She got there. There were less than 15. She did. She followed the process. She spoke. She shared her message, shared her offer, and she closed 15,000 in business from doing that. And that for me is a, is a, is a system that you can rinse and repeat in your business to grow your business to any level that you want. And often business owners, they don't have a rinse and repeat system. It's highly successful, uh, profitable speakers, leaders, they all have a system that they're rinsing and repeating. And that's what I, that's what I help my clients create. And if your listeners are wondering maybe why they're not making the money that they want or the impact that they want, look at what you're doing. Is it a simple rinse and repeat system? If it's not, then you're going to struggle and you're going to make this take a lot longer. And for Susan, her dream was horse riding. So now when I see her photos of her doing more like horse shows and she does like show jumping. I'm just like, wow, look at you go. And you know, just to tie that together, her, her father was actually her accountant. And he, she told me this story. She says, my father came into my office and he said to me, Susan, whatever you did for the last six months, can you keep doing it? Cause you've made 40,000 in this six months and you made 7,000 in this, in the months before. And she had won so many more competitions as a show jumper as well. So that's what I would say in terms of simplifying things and simplifying things so that you can have a bigger, better life as well. It's not all about your business. There has to be room for your life as well. Oh, amen. (laughs) So true. We so agree with that. Well, all right. So listeners, I'm sure you're like, I am just sitting on the edge of your seat, soaking up everything wire is saying. And I think hopefully we're not only listening to these words of wisdom, but we're going to take action. Um, Moira, if our listeners wanted to, uh, learn more about you or, you know, reach out to you, is there, is there some place that they could connect with you? Yeah. I mean, I'm very easily found on Facebook and Instagram. I hang out there all the time. Um, and I also host a monthly speaker challenge called speak more, make more challenge. So if any of your listeners would be wanting to hang out with me for a week and to really learn all like the same system that I shared, that I taught Susan who created that result, um, I share all of that in my speaker challenge and I do it, uh, the last week of every month. So, um, and if I can give away a free resource, I can, you know, any, any information about me, will be attached to that free resource if you guys want to share a link. Yes, we will uh, We will get those uh, that information and include that in our show notes. Laura, that oh, would cool. be great. So the resource I think would be best is I created, I created this guide called the seven of the biggest mistakes that speakers make that cost them thousands. And literally those are all the mistakes that I made so that I could help other people avoid those mistakes. And even if you just avoid one of them, it could mean more money in your pocket um, than what it would have been if you hadn't made that mistake. So hopefully um, that people will find that of value and you'll find information about my challenge on that as well. Excellent. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you so much. You guys have got amazing energy as well. I truly enjoyed the questions. You know, I do a lot of podcasts and, you know, I think that, you know, you guys enjoyed it, but I think it's because your questions are so powerful that that made it so much more enjoyable for me as well. And you brought some really great stories out of me. So thank you so much for making me shine here. Oh my goodness, Wara, thank you. And you know what? You know what we're going to say here? You have got the Como Factor. So thank you so much for joining us. Yes, you do. Oh. Thank you, Moira. Oh, thank you so much. And I'll, and just to finish in our, in Ireland, we would say, Gurumila Mahigad. So Gurumila Mahigad, thank you so much. Thank you.